G'day everyone and welcome to Aussie Tech Heads episode 594. It's the 26th of July 2018. I'm Mark Glenn Goodman. How are you going? We're joined this week by the usual suspects of Jordan and Joe. We're going to say g'day to them in a minute. We have we are brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. Uh, if you want somewhere to put your blog, you want somewhere nice, safe and secure, or you're thinking about a business website or just some something fun to play with, uh, you can install WordPress, which is worldwide, I don't know, penetration probably up around the 30% of all sites are web, are WordPress sites. Their aim is 50%, so jump on board, get it, get with the strength and uh, get some uh, ATH web hosting for your WordPress site. We've got a, also a drag and drop website builder if you so feel like you want to do that as well, nice and easy. All on SSD drives, which makes it nice and fast. SSL certificates, which you will need if you want to keep your site secure and also don't get the dreaded Google Chrome warning, which Jordan will be talking about later this episode uh, on tonight's show yes we have got a google chrome uh, warnings and what they all mean uh, we've got things from microsoft google and twitter they're all joining forces to do some good stuff a computer into a museum will tell you which one and heaps more and i've also got a fortnight little story to tell you so it's all it's all going on. You can find us at Aussie. Well, the, you can find us at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. If you want the show notes, jump on that website there, and there they are. I think all the way back to, God knows, I don't know. I haven't checked, but it goes a long way back. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads and YouTube.com uh, forward slash Aussie Tech Heads and you can get the paper. Look, we don't talk about the paper much. It just it just gets published by itself twice a day and you can find it at AussieTechHeads.com.au forward slash paper. Now, it's just a, uh, it's not just tech news. It's sport. It's it's um, whatever. It's in there. It's news and politics and all that sort of stuff. It's not a bad little, little read if you want to uh, jump in and get that. Uh, you can get us on the Twitter and the other shows to look out for the Aussie Max Zone, My Tech Opinion, the Aussie Tech Crypto. All right, let's let's welcome the other two guys. Let's start with Joe, because here he is right at the start. Hey, Joe, how you going? Yeah, I'm good, mate. So, yeah, not too bad, thanks. What have you been up to this week? Mate, I've been uh, fixing computers again this week. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, nice. What sort of computers have you been fixing? What's been the problems? Well, the problem with this one here was I had a, a random uh, reboot of the computer. It constantly rebooting, constantly rebooting, constantly rebooting. And I, I discovered that it was the motherboard that was causing the problem. All right. So what did you do with that? How did you fix that? I gave it a heart transplant. I gave it a new motherboard. Right. <laughs> You're lucky. That, how, how hard was it to find a motherboard that fitted the CPU? Or did you throw another CPU in as well? No, no, I just uh, put the same CPU, same RAM, same everything. I actually made sure I made the the choice of buying the right board, the right board without having to change. Right. I, I do have a slight problem though. I have to um, get Windows activated. I still have to work around that, fixing that. All right, well, let's get Jordan in. He might have a couple of tips. I know I have. You probably already tried them, I guess. But hey, Jordan, how you doing? I'm good, mate. Yeah, good. Good to be here again. Yeah, what I'm are you... Miss, I'm missing old Jay, so you have to bring him back one of these days. Yeah, well, he's uh, he's doing his Aussie Tech Crypto. He's, uh, I guess, yeah. you know, two podcasts a week is... I used to do two. I used to do three, and then I went to two, and then, I yeah, you just can't handle it. It's too much. So, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, it can be a lot, can't it, to take on? Yeah, now you guys are, are on the scene. It's really good. 
So you know, yeah, well, it's, fresh faces, yeah, exactly. And that's what happens. I, I've found like with the show over the years, it it does sort of just turn over. It's it's that's that's really good, you know. And and we all just all stay friends and everything. Like there's no, you know, people don't leave because they hate us or anything like that. <laughs> it's just you know they move on, do a you know, do another podcast or do something else with their life. You know, that's good. It's good. Yeah. Oh, look, you could rotate them around a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, so, Joe, yeah, activating Windows. What's uh, happening there? So, you've rung Microsoft. Uh, no, I haven't. The reason being is that uh, usually you let it go for a couple of days, and you keep doing updates, and it automatically adjusts itself and says, "Oh, yeah, um, you've got a legit version." So there you go. But this time, but, it hasn't, hasn't, but that's if you haven't changed the motherboard. <laughs> if you change the motherboard, you're a different computer. Yeah, the motherboard does get a bit tricky. Well, I think you might have to ring them and just try You'll have, like, to. You'll yeah. have to ring and re- re-establish a new license and just say that the old the old motherboard is dead and you've replaced it and you, and they'll probably want some sort of way, the serial number or something. They'll probably get you to do something and then they'll re... Oh, but it still gives me updates. And is that normal? Yeah, you can get updates until your Windows expires. Mm. So does that give me, what, 30 days or so? Probably. Okay. It's Windows 10, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Windows 10. All right, yep. Uh, did you play replace the board with, like, say, an Asus for an Asus, or did you go Asus to Gigabyte? Uh, I can't remember now off the top of my head what the other one was. Yeah. But, I, look, I'd ring them. I've had success ringing them. Uh, I'm guessing, what was the other? Oh, I suppose it was an OEM, was it? Like, that was what was installed onto it? Oh, no, this was a third-party computer. It was a rebuild from a shop somewhere. Oh, so it'd be an OEM version. Yeah, so, yeah, look, give it a shot. You're going to have to ring him, I think. But, um, you know, leave it your couple of days, see what happens. But I think you might have to ring him. Look, I've had good success with that sort of stuff. So I can pretty much say definitely that if you've changed the motherboard, it's not going to reactivate. It thinks you're a different computer. Yeah. Because it doesn't register the hard drive or anything as, as the computer. It registers the motherboard. Mm. So if you've changed the motherboard, you've changed the computer pretty much. Yeah, so see how you go. See how you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, kick off with, what are we going to kick off with? Let's go, we'll talk about all of them, Microsoft, Google, Twitter, and Facebook. They're going to offer a data transfer service, which is probably good for us. Uh, it's, they're working to make it easier for customers to transfer their data between services without needing to download it, change the format, and or re-upload it. So that's pretty good. Uh, it's called the Data Transfer Project. The scheme builds upon Google's Download Your Data service, which was developed as Takeout back in 2011. So obviously this has been in the, on the cards for a little while. That service allowed users to transfer their information to their Dropbox, Box, Microsoft OneDrive and Google Drive accounts. But the open source data transfer project will take this one step further by letting any business, business support the service. So being able to transfer customers' data to other services uh, was a... A bit of a requirement for the old EU, our old mates over there that like to control everything. Uh, as part of their, the you would have you would have everyone's heard of this, the GDPR, which is the General Data Protection Regulation. Uh, now, if you don't know what that is, you notice that every time you've been going to websites, you get little this site collects cookies windows popping up all the time. Well, that's because of that. So the the EU's made every site go through that. Uh, yeah, well, it's been quite common lately, hasn't it? I see mm. that all the time. Yeah. Never been noticeable in the past or not, but well, flat out. Yeah, well, no, they they're forced to do it now. Like if you, if your website comes up or it's, it's, you're selling stuff into the EU, uh, you you got to have this warning to say the cookies are collected. It's a more of a you've got to opt in rather than an opt out sort of situation with all your privacy 
uh, settings and sort of thing. Not all of them, but, you know, cookies and, and, and that sort of stuff. Mm. So, uh, yeah, any firms who want to get involved in this scheme, this data transfer scheme, uh, uh, must agree for data to move both to and from their service, and each amount must be authenticated independently. So, look, that's a good, that can only be a good thing, like because I know, uh, look, I'm going, I'm trying to, as you know, move off crash plan for all my my data storage because it's not recognizing my network drives. You've been doing that for ages. I'm getting close. I, I'm so close. I've just I've made my decision. I am moving. I'm going to go to this iDrive, and I'm that close that I just got to sign, log in, and sign up, and away I go. But, uh, I had a look at it again the other day. I think there's a special on for the first two year or something that's 50 bucks. So you can't go wrong for two terabytes. You can't go wrong with that. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to push it all up and, yeah, it will take, probably take me two months, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's the go with the with the Google. So that's um, that's good. That's that's good. Uh, any comments on that? Pretty pretty straightforward story. That's, yeah. Yes, I'm going to be real quick today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Joe, you got a couple couple this week to talk about. Where do you want to start? Um, we have this one here um, from uh, Google, who has a uh, their employees using a twenty dollar USB device, um, and they're ditching all their passwords. And, right. Uh, yeah. So they've, they've started using it in the last um, eighteen months or so. Yep. And they haven't had uh, a single uh, point of success for a phishing attack on their systems. Right. That's all right. Yeah. So it's just a USB key that they put in place of their passwords and all their one-time codes rather nice. than running a tool as a Google Authenticator. So so that means that so while the USB keys in the computer, all the, the password fields must just fill automatically or whatever and away you go. Yeah, pretty much. Basically, that's it. The way it works is you put the USB uh, key in there, um, your laptop, your computer, whatever you're using, and then you push the little um, button on, on on top of the device. Oh, yes. I'll show you. The, there's the button. Yeah. Yeah. See that little yellow button that it's got there? You go and push that little yellow button there. Uh, so rather than asking for a password or like a code generator type thing, like a last password or keep keep pass or one pass or things like that, Hmm. Um, you use this little USB device. Right. Now, that's called a, a Yubi key. Yubi? Yubi? Y-U-B-I key. 20 that's bucks. Right, yeah. So that's, can... a, that's a Yubi key. They've been using that in the past 18 months. Um, but I've also heard uh, that Google's making their own version of, of this, de- um, this security device. They call it a Titan security key. Nice. Right. Oh, it's not a Google device. So is this going to be, uh, like, can we get our hands on it? Like, one of these? Can we use this sort of thing? Yeah, anyone can use that at the moment. You can just go it's online. You can buy them. Apparently, they've got them in places like Amazon, and uh, you can get them on eBay and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, would you rather use one of these, um, or would you rather use the key pass thing, you know, Jordan? Because you're pretty much into the last pass. Well, you know, I don't know. I'd... I'd... I'd be a bit sus on it because, you know, if you lost your USB key, you'd be kicking yourself. That'd be my first thing. You wouldn't want to lose it. You'd have to have a couple of copies of it. If you've got a couple of copies of it, then you've got risk of someone picking up one or something. I don't know. I kind of like LastPass, but I tried one of those old USB things in the old days. We had um, we had one that would automatically detect when you're in the vicinity of your computer and unlock it or something. It used to carry like a little... Mm. 
a little thing in your pocket, and if you're near your computer, it would unlock and open up for you, and then when you left, it would lock. Well, Windows 10 is supposedly does that with Bluetooth and your phone. You can, hook... it? You can... Right. Yeah, it's called... Cool. Yeah, I'm not sure. I tried it, and I have I did buy a little on the desktop. I can't find it now. It's hanging around here somewhere. But I did buy a little a Bluetooth dongle, but I could never get it to work. So I, I've been meaning to try it on my laptop, you know, where the maybe the, the Bluetooth dongle I bought was like $12. <laughs> so I'm putting it down to the dongle. was rubbish. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to try it on my laptop. But it's in the sign-in settings in Windows 10. You can sign in with the password or PIN number. Or uh, you, that, or you connect your phone to it and oh okay yeah. yeah and then you can do the facial recognition one or whatever it is as well yeah, yeah I, look I had someone ask me the other day if there was a way they could instead of having LastPass just log into their computer and have all their websites and everything that they use automatically running and unlocked for them and then when they log out of the computer to go somewhere else or the computer signs out automatically that, yeah um, that'd be it and they wouldn't have to. You know, they get sick of even having to use LastPass. It's just an extra place to punch a password. Yeah, see, so th- th- I think the reason they want to try and introduce this is just as another layer on top of what you already got. Like, say, for example, someone pinches your laptop. You know, how hard is it to break the administrator password on, on, a, win- on a Windows machine? Well, that's pretty easy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So someone breaks into the machine. What if you're, what if you're using the in- administrator password as the, um, the Microsoft one? I've never tried <laughs> You know, yeah, not, not a local account. You can know what you're doing. Mm, okay. Um, so therefore, you know, someone knocks off your laptop, they get into your laptop, and you've got one key running everything, uh, or the last pass and all that running everywhere. Um, so they've got access to all your systems. Mm. So last pass doesn't automatically log in, though. Yeah, I guess the benefit of, of this thing is here is that if you have got this key with you present, you can actually plug it in, and unless you activate it via this, then they can't. It's a physical USB key. I have a feeling, and, and Christopher and um, Annette on Facebook there says that the UB key has been around for years. I think I've heard of it too. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good idea. It is a great idea. Hmm. Well, I've just been looking up. I was looking for that. What? How to sign in with your phone on the Windows 10? And I found it. There's this. This is five easy ways to sign in or unlock your Windows 10. So this is some other ways. But yeah, like you're right though. Uh, just to go back to your Windows Windows password thing, Joe, you can crack them. You, you just, all you got to do is you reset it back to nothing, and then you reboot the computer and it just comes back up. So it's yeah. pretty easy. It's, but if you do that, you get, you're resetting the actual drive, aren't you? There'd be nothing for there anybody to steal once you reset it. No, you no, you re, you, just, you reset the admin password to. Oh. empty and so the password's empty so when you reboot it just logs straight in as if the you know how they log in with no password just boom straight in so but that's yeah it takes a little bit of you know know-how i guess because you've got to boot up into a dos environment you've got to you know run a, a certain bit of software but it's all on the internet you can find it out but anyway getting back to this uh, windows 10 login you can do it five easy steps you can uh do your password obviously do it with a pin, which I use. It's just, you know, just bang, 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 and you're, I'm in. Who doesn't? Uh, yeah. How to unlock with a picture password. You can have a picture password. So, yeah, good on you. Uh, you can use it. You can, How to use Windows Hello to sign in the Windows 10. So, yeah, Windows Hello. Set up Hello and face recognition. You can use your Samsung Galaxy fingerprint sensor to unlock Windows 10. Uh, you can, And then the dynamic lock. That's what I was thinking about. 
That's how to activate dynamic lock in Windows 10. Is there's, there's some instructions there. So there's I didn't a, know you could use a fingerprint uh, scanner on your phone. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, neither did I until I just read that. So it does... find that later, I think. Yeah, it does say... Yeah. Look, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i copy that page there because yeah. I didn't put that... I'll, I'll put that in... I'll put that just underneath Joe's... On top of Joe's first story, okay? Yeah, so if you want... Show notes. Yeah, so the, it's there. The thing it does... Um, the other thing it does is if you have a mobile phone, um, it, that particular device has also got like a NFC on built into it as well, so mm. you can unlock apps and stuff within your own phone built with the NFC at the back of it. So yeah, we've, um, we've had this this conversation before when um, uh, Glenn, you introduced me to a little app called Authy. Oh yeah, how good's that? So that's you know this is very much the same sort of thing. It's the same, you know, mm. like with Authy, you don't have to have a USB. You can have an app on your phone. And then when you when someone tries to log into your Facebook, it'll notify you on Authy in the app in your phone, and then you have to use your fingerprint to approve it. Now, I think, and that's the same thing with LastPass. LastPass has also got a um, a little app, an authentication app, and you can put your fingerprint in. And Microsoft's got one too. So if you want to log into mm. their Microsoft account, you can put your fingerprint scan. But I think so, I think like I try and use. I think Microsoft wants to keep itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, Insular, I guess. Like, I don't think you can do the the micro the Authy with the Microsoft ones. I know you can use Authy for the Google sites because I did it the other day. Uh, but the the uh, Microsoft's got one that works as well, though. You can use it yes. in other places as well. Yeah, yeah. But you, how many do you want? I only want one. I'm mm. trying. <laughs> you know, I can't can't handle too many. Same. <laughs> uh, but um, well, what was I going to say? I'm going to say something. Oh, yes. Yeah, so so normally these websites are pretty much you know the two-factor authentication is uh optional like i don't think you've come across many that are mandatory uh but i read that zero if you pl- play with zero the online accounting they are going mandatory i think on the 7th of august if i can remember the email correctly yeah so uh they're, they're going to be a mandatory so there'll be a lot more people tr- you know learning how to uh use it and i'm sure they're they're tech support team will be quite busy after they go mandatory with all that sort of stuff well i yeah. think that would be better than usb though wouldn't it i reckon oh look yeah uh look i don't really care like i don't know i'd, I'd carry usb put it around my neck on a chain you know be hip <laughs> something like that i don't yeah, know what if you lost it or someone stole it yeah and then, then mm. you're locked out of everything that you own that'd have to be yeah, you'd have to look into some sort of how can you retrieve it. What happens if the USB drive died? You know, you'd have to yeah. be able to retrieve it or make another one. But anyway, yeah. But look, I'm I'm happy with the the Authy. That's good. Um, the dual thought, the dual authentication thing is a perler, I reckon. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you can log in one way or you can log in the other. It's good. Hmm. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Um. So what is that? Yeah. Last. That's that's about all with that one. I think. Um, yeah. What did What did you have this week, Jordan? Um, I had uh, had a couple. Where did my page go? That's the hardest thing to find these days. Get that many tabs open. Jeez, Google would be loving me with these many tabs. It's funny. I heard a comment on on uh, someone read out a comment on the internet or something the other day saying how they reckon Edge is so much better than Google because Google right. has a memory hog and Edge isn't. But I've always thought it was the other way around. <laughs> oh, Edge is. I think. Look, oh, look. I um. I've been trying to use that Microsoft Teams and. And again, like it's just—it's easy enough. It's supposed to be a Slack competitor, you know, for Slack. But yeah, I was trying to set it up with uh, with someone, and 
what I was trying to do is just have so like I had teams might have been say my team, someone else's team, and someone else's team, and I'm yeah. I'm a member of all these three. But the the Microsoft Teams app wants you to sign in and out of each organisation before you can see what what the messages are. I find it totally ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, well, I don't know. Sometimes they just don't think these things through, do they? Yeah. Anyway, this little story I've got is not not super technical, but it is kind of. So I'll read it anyway. Electrical vehicle enthusiasts convert their own petrol cars, but engineers warn of the risks of re uh, retrofitting. Sorry. Um, where are we? According to the Australian Electric Vehicle Association, there are at least 300 home-built electric vehicles around the country. What? Um, with the interest growing rapidly. It's said that cars were a cheaper alternative by buying an electric car outright and did not require specialised ex, um, expertise to convert. But an engineering expert has warned there are significant safety risks in fitting batteries into cars with the potential fatal consequences and it should be attempted by only people with the appropriate uh, expertise. Right. Um, so a North Queensland teacher uh, converted his 2000 model Toyota Hilux to run on electricity in 2007 and has been using it oh. as his primary car ever since. Wow. The Hilux, which is registered and roadworthy, was stripped of its petrol components and fitted with electric parts over the course of a few months. The car is charged at free, uh, charged for free at home using off-grid solar or at free electric charging stations up and down the Queensland coast. You'll have to look out for him, Blake. Yes. Um, I'll see you on that, in that car if he comes past. <laughs> we just drive, he says, we just drive from one town and charge again and then drive from the next town and charge again. He said, if I charge from a public charge point, uh, the charge, the charge, it charges in two hours. If I charge from my own solar, I can do it in two hours. If I'm charging from a standard wall outlet, I can do it in about eight hours. He mm -hmm. said he spent about $35,000 converting his Hilux to electric, but believes the, the amount he's saved on fuel means the car has well and truly paid for itself. No way. Do you reckon? The battery pack I've got in there is $23,000, so most of the electric stuff is not that much money, but the batteries are the big expense. Yeah, 23000 that's a lot of fuel. Like, to be, you know, just for him to say break it's, even. Cause since I'll... 2007. Yeah, well, because I was before you read said that I was just about to say that obviously it's a hobby and it's not a money saving venture because he must be into all this electric stuff because you're not just going to go and do it to save money, are you? Because twenty three thousand, that's twenty three thousand liters. Say he says here he says he said this is now eleven years as electric drive this year, um, and whatever it's not written very well. The kind of savings I've just uh, uh, I've had. Just in fuel alone is more than forty thousand dollars. Oh. Eleven years he spent over forty thousand dollars or forty thousand dollars of fuel in, and the battery cost him twenty three. Oh, put one of those in a motorhome and you'd be set. Solar panels on the roof, self charging, eh? That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in a caravan, yeah. Yeah, that's the way to go. Uh, so that's an interesting story, but it just says that you can do it yourself. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but in the article further down, it says you can do it yourself, but you're best to have someone who knows what they're doing, obviously, <laughs> because the most technical part is the computer programming. Did you remember... That's uh, about as technical as, as it got. So you need to be a computer programmer to do it. Do you remember when you were younger that people used to uh, run a lead from their battery of their car, you know, yeah. young guys just got their yeah. car or whatever, you run a lead from their battery to the car and just yeah. let it dangle on the ground... And they get you say, come over here and touch the car, and you touch the car and get a little shock out of it. 
It's hard to know. But anyway, what do you reckon of that, Joe? Is, is, is electric cars and batteries up your alley? Uh, that's not something that I'd be getting into, no. But I, I have, I must say that it'd probably be a good idea for a bike if you want a little bike to run around in electric power. That'd be probably good for that. Well, yeah. a twenty-three thousand dollar battery for your bike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I mean, like you get a little electric bike, making yourself a little electric bike probably be better. Mm. Yeah, there's probably a few of them around now. I'd reckon, wouldn't there? With all these little, you know, these little scooter things that come out with electric motors on, there'd have to be something around. But there, I think those those bikes are around. Are they, are they petrol? Well, they, I don't know. Because there are bikes around with little motors on them. I think they could be... No, Some of them are petrol. But what about those little double wheel things? You know, where you have a wheel either side of your feet. What do they call those where it twists in the middle? Oh, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're all electric, those little things. Yeah, right, right. But I think, what about one of those, Joe? The, this guy with his little... That's the article I read, Glenn. That's the exact article. Yeah, he's making a... This is a, a this guy in this picture here. He's building a three-wheeled electric trike. And he just enclosed it. Yeah, so, look, I, I don't know about that one. That probably, uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, no, <laughs> wouldn't get in that. No, I wouldn't get in that. <laughs> All right, now Australia's first computer has moved into a Melbourne museum. So Melbourne's Melbourne's Science Work Museum has bought in Australia's first ever computer, the Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organisation Automatic Computer, or the CSIRAC, and it's been wheeled in. Well, probably not wheeled in. It's probably been trucked and lugged and pulled and pushed and <laughs> hydraulically lifted in. It's uh, into the Think Ahead exhibition. And look at that, it's so old, it only exists in black and white photos. There you go. The computer is half the size of a shipping container and about a millionth of the speed, computer power-wise, and volume of a smartphone. And one of its uh, best, it was one of its best when it was built in 1949. It is Australia's first stored memory computer and the fourth in the world to ever be built. So how do you, how'd you like one of those in your bedroom, Joe? No, no, thanks, mate. No, a bit, bit. The gadgetry there is a bit too early. Do you have a time limit on your gadgetry? Myself, yeah. Uh, I, I usually, as long as I keep working, I, I keep them. Right. I don't upgrade just for the sake of uh, trending because of trends. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's that massive. Like the phones, yeah, we're gonna upgrade those every every twelve months when we don't need to. Mm, hopefully, I won't anymore. Uh, how, how's your YouTube going, Joe? I saw you um, you're getting you're getting a few things sorted out, and we're going to look pretty professional pretty soon, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm starting to get a few of those intros ready for my uh, YouTube uh, videos. Yeah, nice. Um, I've got to start making my outro, outro, um, out, outro, outros, outros, and intros. Yeah. What, what did you make those intros with? Um, it's an actually it's an app on the uh, Google Play. Uh, let me see where it's called. So, what you made them on your phone? Yeah. Oh, how that, that particular one I made on my phone. Right, and what you just export it into what an MP4 or something? That's have... right. Yeah, it, it gives you the export option. Nice. And you save it to your phone, and then you can share it. So much easier than trying to learn like this After Effects intro templates. Oh, how good is that? I'm going to have a look at that, Joe. I might, I might, might be easy to do uh, intros and outros for this show. You ever, yeah. I don't know if anyone's ever hung around for the outro of the video, but it hasn't been changed for five years. It's date, I mean, dated 2013. Of, there's a lot of free stuff that you can use um, to do your templates and stuff with. But um, look, I, I just use free stuff, and, and the way it came out, it came out pretty good. 
Yeah, no, it looked good. I saw a I saw a sneak preview of it that you put up somewhere, and it looked they looked really good. I was really impressed. Uh, but what's your YouTube channel? Because we can go there pretty e- <coughs> excuse me pretty easy now, can't we? Yeah, it's pretty easy now. It's JoeTheGadgetsMan dot com forward slash YouTube. Oh, how easy is that? Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> um, or was your web? What, yeah, so that's your well, that's your web page minus the YouTube JoeTheGadgetsMan dot com dot au, and also your Facebook. You, you're pushing that too. Yeah, facebook.com forward slash Joe the Gadget Man. You should have had Joe the Gadgets Man dot com forward slash Facebook. Yeah, send me your Facebook link and I'll do that for you too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, what else have you got, Joe? Anything else? You gotta um you gotta do something about that on air sign. I'm seeing on Facebook that, that no one can see your on air sign because it's behind your head, Glenn. Yeah, I tried. There it is. Oh, you have to right. squat down a bit so we can all see it flashing in the background. Well, it's lucky to be. Actually, I should have probably left it where it was. You probably could see it, actually, looking at the, the shot there. I, but... I want one of those. Can you get me one of those, Glenn? Yeah, I will. Yep. I want one of those. I want to put one behind me as well. All right. I'll, I'll go for a walk. He might be listening, Steve. If the, guy, if the guy who makes them down the road, you should tell him to make them as Aussie tech heads. Make a blue one that says Aussie tech heads. Well, you online. could. I think he's open to custom. Might, yeah. might cost a little bit more, but he's open to custom. But I'll, I'll get a I'll get a uh, price for you, Joe. No worries, thanks, and, man. And see how you see what see how you go. Um, yeah. What else? Did you have another story? Yeah, I got one here from Amazon. Good old Amazon. What are they up to? Uh, Amazon apparently um, are making it easier for their Alexa devices to work together with um, um, other other Alexa devices. Right. Well, I didn't think there is there a problem. Is it? Is there? Well, they don't. Well, apparently at the moment, what's happening is you, you might have some official Amazon products um, that have um, Alexa built into them, mm. and as soon as you say, "Hey, uh, Alexa," there's about four or five <laughs> of them that open up and say, "Yes, what right. can I do for you?" So you get like a whole chorus of help want yeah, to, yeah. I've, I've got a little um i'm not sure whether you can put that up on the screen but i got a little um little uh twitter thing from um ask, ask christ that um it gives you a bit of an example of what what it does all right well, let's have a look and see if i can get this up on the but anyway as as basically yeah that thing there the... so hit that play all right hang on play Oh, is that just a picture? Or no, it should it should play. No play. Hang on. So what is that status? Oh yeah, so that's that's active. That follow button, that's active. Doesn't want to play. No spacebar. Don't do nothing. Anyway, no. what it does, <laughs> what the what the guy does. I just click in the picture, Glenn. <laughs> no. Won't open in another window or something. No. Yeah, you know, what 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 that little what that little thing does is it it asks does the guy asks all those devices that you see there, yeah, Alexa, tell me a joke, and they all wake up and they all tell him a joke. The same one or a different one? No, they're all different. <laughs> oh, that'd be confusing. <laughs> yeah. So what's what's Amazon uh, decided to do is that they've introduced this thing called ESP, right, um, which is Echo Spatial Perception. Right. Okay. Yeah. So just know. So, in other words, it sort of uh, knows where the next device is, sort of thing. Yeah, basically, ESP makes sure that um, only the device that's closest to you uh, will respond to you when you talk to it. Yeah, oh, that's a good idea, because I've only got like one 
smart assistant, so I, just, I don't have any problems with that. But I guess it could. Well, actually, I do because my phone. Every time I say "Hey Google," the, the phone and the Google Home go off. Exactly, yeah. right. and I have the same problem with my Google devices as well. So Google's got the same problem. Mm, yeah. Well, I'll have to get some uh, some echo spatial perception or whatever it is as well. Yeah. Didn't you okay. say you wanted to talk to Eric. <laughs> hey. Sorry, I'm butting in. Didn't you say you wanted to talk to, to Eric about what? Next week. Yeah. He's, he's becoming a bit of a Facebook sort of oh, is he, guy. Is he now? All yeah. right. Um, we'll so this this particular thing that uh, Amazon is wanting to do, it's it's um, it's like a software that runs in the cloud. So therefore, other devices that uh, don't need to do any firmware updates, like the Alexa mm. device, obviously, but any other devices that are third-party devices that are... Um, able to run with the um, Alexa um, commands, mm. they, they all run through in the background in the cloud. So it allows them to be able to do it. Right. I wonder how the yeah the ESPs, how they would actually know. Like, it must be able to hear itself. But I thought, doesn't the Google Home do that? I thought it was doing something like that. It Oh, that's right. There was something where you could walk through the house. It would delay the sound of each one or something. So uh, if you were down say in another room of the house you weren't getting two sounds two differing sounds it was the same sound because one was delayed or something oh, i was ages ago i can't remember yeah well, i but, seen the bloke uh, do a youtube video on um a whole house enabled alexa device but he's gone to a big extent he's gone to use the um the um 3.5 uh, headphone jack which is goes into something that goes into something that goes into something and he then enables the whole house that way. It's really interesting the way he's done it. Right, I think I might have found this bloke. Hang on. This might have been him here. This it marks the 10th. Uh, when I was talking about blah, 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 blah. Have we got a video? There's a little rule. Turn that down. Yeah, so he, what's he, so what's he got? He's in the kitchen. Turn the lights off and on. Set the thermostat all with Alexa. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he's got an intercom from what, so you can... Intercom from one room to the other. Yeah, I know. They, that's where that's where it's all going, isn't it? That's where it's going. Yeah. But, the only thing the only thing that uh, this particular ESP won't do is that if um, the each individual device has an alarm, or if it's got a uh, a timer or a reminder or some sort of a reminder set on it, it it only has to work on that particular device only. Right. Yeah, so you can't. It, 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 so if you've got a timer, say on the, the furthest device, you can't tell the, the the one closest to you to turn that one off. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. It, it, sorry, I will rephrase that. It, you can tell it to turn it off, but you can't. The first one won't respond to make the the last one turn off. If you know what I mean. Oh, okay. It only turn off on one and not the other. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's the way that, that's where everything's going. I think I'm happy with one at the moment. Uh, it's doing what I need to do. I can I can push sound around the house anyway, so uh, I just need one Google Home. That's enough. Hey, Glenn, did yeah. you ever get that um, podcast working on the Alexa? I haven't actually checked it after you told me that time. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't have an Alexa. I'm not sure. Um, Michael was, was doing it. Nephew or something like that that was running that little software that they went through Amazon? Yeah, Michael was looking after that. So he was doing something from the Aussie Mac zone. He was trying to get everything working. I'm not sure I'm not sure who, who did that test for me. I think it might have just been someone on Facebook. 
Um, yeah, so I think I'll ask Michael how that's going. I'll report back. Uh, no what, what, what else have you got there, Jordan? I don't know. Christopher just uh, just gave the uh, the hand signal on Facebook for live long and prosper. That reminded me of that I saw a. Um, I've just finished watching all of the uh, the TOS series. I've never seen it. Right. Well, so I'm, I'm pretty impressed for all the Star Trek fans out there. I come, I'm, I'm impressed. Now you have to, you'll have to educate the original, me. The original series, hey? Oh, right. I was just going to ask you TOS. what TOS. Yes. The original series, right through, and all the movies just finished them. Spectacular. Loved it. Now I'll tell Loved you, it. you know how the Doctor Who classic series was just on the Twitch. It's been going for a couple of months. They they did from you know the first episode up to the end of the seventh Doctor. It's only just finished, uh, and it's on that Twitch dot com forward slash twitch presents or something like that google it you'll find it but now they, they started playing the night rider series oh so, wicked. <laughs> yes right from the start so get, it's can we get the a team in there as well I'd like oh to wouldn't that be great that'd it's be it. perfect back it. to back oh entertainment plus but uh you had did you have a star trek story or was that you just wanted oh, to say no, that? it was just something i saw posted on uh posted on facebook this week someone who was it um it was just after me watching all the star trek episodes it, oh funny. Funny that pops up on my phone as a story. I tell you, they know what I'm doing, don't they? Yes. They know what I'm doing. They're, they're sending in the right stories. It just says that in season, what, in 29 seasons of Star Trek, the only episode, uh, only one episode has an average IMDb uh, review lower than five out of 10. Episode 22 of season two in the next generation, Shades of Grey, I haven't seen it yet. Mm. Supposed to be the worst episode of Star Trek ever. Is there any black and white episodes of Star Trek? Or are they all uh, glorious? Uh, there colour? was originally. There was the ones with um, um, the, the first. I think there was the first few. There's just a handful with um, Captain Pike. He was before before um, Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. yeah right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it kind of makes sense because I've seen Star Trek movies, but didn't realise who Captain Pike was. Yeah, no, right. Back now, I'm watching that. It kind of makes the new movies kind of make more sense, even though they're taking a different path. But I didn't mind um, the Lost in Space. I watched those. I didn't really get into Star Trek. Well, I watched the Lost in Space. That was all right. No, the, the series, the old series. Oh, right, because there's yeah. a brand new series of that out now. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, I'm going to... complaining about me watching Star Trek. <laughs> all right, so I'll go another Google story here. Google Translate warns of apocalypse in bizarre end time message what's going on here in language translation app is telling users what that we're approaching the end of time and no one's sure why if you type the word dog into google translate and translating from the language yoruba y-o-r-u-b-a to english spits out the exact same word dog but you type it in 22 times i don't know who figured this one out in a row and you get the doomsday clock is three minutes at 12. We are exper- experiencing characters and a dramatic development in the world, which indicate that we are increasingly impro- approaching the end of times and Jesus' return. So very, very, uh, yeah, apocalyptic so message. What would make you write it in 22 times? You can't spell it right? You keep mistyping it? Or? I don't know, but I tried it and it didn't work. So. <laughs> Of course you did. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I don't know if they... Uh, you have to verify that you could spell it, so you have to do it 20 times. Yeah, so it didn't work. And there was, look, I don't, I don't know if this was just a big hoax or what, because some sites, because I thought, well, that didn't work. So I started looking at the story from other sites, 
And the other sites are saying, oh, type it in 15 times, and on the 16th time you'll get it, and all this, and then type it 20 times, on the 22nd time you'll get it. But, yeah, I couldn't get it on any. I, I have heard of the Doomsday Clock before, but I haven't heard anyone trying to translate it or type it in or anything. Nah, not like that, no. <laughs> yeah, a bit of fun, except if it's true. Um, well, you know, how many theories do we need? There's that many of them. Just get on YouTube and you'll be overwhelmed mm. now, with, um, with different theories. <laughs> now, um, Joe, are you, a, are you a Star Trek fan? Sorry, going back to Star Trek. No, I can't say that I am. I'm not, I haven't been following it, no. What about a Star Wars fan? No, not even Star Wars. Oh, oh what? What? A, no, neither am I. That's what? it. You're off the show. <laughs> what? A, what about <laughs> Doctor Who? Uh, sorry, Doctor Who. Oh, Doctor Who. I know. Oh, what a disappointment. No? I'm sorry, guys. It's just haven't wasn't into it when I was younger. <laughs> what? Do you follow the footy? Uh, no, I don't. No, well, I don't either. either. So you're all right. Ah, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Just gadgets. That's why you're Joe the Gadgets Man. Dot com. Dot au. <laughs> what, what other stories have you got, Joe? You got another one? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I've got an Apple one this time. Oh, oh, careful. Oh, okay. You look Care- Apple- careful. Eric's listening. <laughs> Apple may exclusively use Intel modems in 2018 iPhone models. Apparently, Apple and Qualcomm have uh, officially broken up their partnership. Oh, well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there's some um, Intel. ongoing legal disputes with uh, Qualcomm, which looks like uh, a big impact on the components to used in this year's upcoming iPhone models. Right. Well, I guess people just change around, don't they? That's all right. Things go in, things go out. Um, they Obviously, Intel has given them a better deal. That's probably what it's come down to. Well, the CFO reckons um, of Qualcomm reckons that Apple intends to use only the um, competitors' modems, um, namely the Intel ones, what? other than using their own ones. Because at the moment they're using both, I believe they're using both the Intel and the Qualcomm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, uh, that's uh, because of um, Apple says that Qualcomm has been overcharging them for the use of their LTE modems, which um, is an essential part of the phone, but they are in uh, uh, legal's uh, circumstances about that now. Oh, so in a legal dispute about Qualcomm overcharging, I didn't think Apple. Well, I, I thought Apple knew wrote the book on overcharging. <laughs> I didn't. Think, <laughs> I didn't think there'd be any issues with that. Jeez, they well, probably. Uh, well, Apple, Apple's uh, Apple's been also um, distant, distancing itself from um, other Intel components as well, like the Bluetooth and the Wi-Fi uh, mobile chips. Yeah, and, that's right, and the chips. Yeah, so and the MacBook processors. Yes, yeah. So I, I don't know. They could go for another company, MediaTek or something like that, to run their processors, but I don't know. Look, it's probably the, the, the boss of the, the modem division and and the boss of Apple's uh, wanting a modem division in my phone division. They've probably had a beer together and they've, they've hit it off. They went, yeah, well, you know, you, you scratch cool. my back, I'll scratch yours. Here's $100 million and we'll call it we'll call it a deal. We'll yeah, fight. But- 5G is so close anyway, they're going to have to change their whole tune again in another, you know, 12 months anyway. Hmm. Well, yeah, this is this is the thing. They're saying yeah. that uh, because of 5G, um, you know, they think that Apple's going to stick with Qualcomm, but, um, you know, otherwise they might miss the boat with the 5G chip, but I don't know. We don't know yet at the moment. I, I saw, mean, yeah, sorry. What, what, would, what would you guys, do you guys look at the particular processor um, and like what brand it is and like of all the Bluetooth chips and the Wi-Fi chips when you buy phones, or you just 
you know, just, oh, well, you know, this was this is good enough. You look at that sort of stuff? I do, <laughs> I do to a certain extent. Not a great extent, but like... What's... Yeah, sorry? I was just going to say, what's the, the Zami phone, whatever it is? Zami, is it how you say it? The Zami phone that you've got? Oh, the that's a... Me. It's a... It the Mia 1 or Mia 2 or whatever the, it is? Yeah, the Mia 2. I think it's the Snapdragon Qualcomm. Oh, Snapdragon is... Yeah, Qualcomm, that's right. Mm. So, yeah, I uh, when I bought that, I looked at the specs and I thought, uh, I just wanted to make sure that the speed of the actual processor was up to scratch. I didn't really... I don't suppose I really cared who made it. I know that the Snapdragon... I know the name Snapdragon. I thought, oh, that's in a few, so it must be okay. So and then I, I wasn't... I didn't have any issues with doing that. Uh, when I buy or say looking for laptops or if someone asked me what laptop or PC I should buy, I'd say trying an Intel-based CPU machine. Uh, that's as probably far as I go. As far as what modems or anything else, I don't give a bugger. No, not really. Like, um, yeah. no, nah, not not too much. Brand, what about, what the, about the Wi-Fi chip and the Bluetooth chips? Yeah, I, I don't think I don't worry about the Wi-Fi chip. No, I'm never worried about that. Uh, like I said, I think it's just the brand of the phone. I think people go, yeah, Apple, Samsung, whatever. I don't think they necessarily look at the spec. They just look at the brand. And yeah. Go, that's but, the one I want. But what about you, Joe? Do you go through it? Are you particular like that? I am, actually, because um, when I bought my... I know it's an old phone, but when I bought my LG G3, um, I compared the specs of that phone to a Samsung um, S5, I think it was back then, and they were pretty much the same specs. They used pretty much the same components in it. Mm. And when I looked at the price of the Samsung S5, being at around about the 900 to 1,000 mark, and I ended up getting my Sam, uh, my LG G3 for about $450. I thought, you know what? It runs the same OS. It's got the same chips in it. Yeah. It looks different. Why am I paying double the price? Yeah, yeah. So well, that's the same as the Mi A2 that you've got, Glenn. You know, you can look at the, the specs on that in comparison to a Google Pixel. Hmm. They're very similar. Very similar. I guess when I looked... Yeah, 250 bucks. Yeah, I guess when I looked at the specs for my phone, I I sort of didn't look at the maker. I just looked at the the speeds or the size, you know, like the actual the figurative yeah. details. I didn't say, oh, it's a it's a Snapdragon note like that. I'm not going to get it. Uh, if it was something like a uh, oh um, yeah the the, the CPUs and a, a uh, Opus or something, I'd probably go, oh no, that sounds a bit pus. So I won't have that or. <laughs> Or, or this, yeah, the CPU's Silver Sonic. <laughs> oh no, I better not do that one either. But you know, Snapdragon. I have to do a Snapdragon. <laughs> but no, I just more, probably more go size of the RAM, speed of the CPU, uh, and then just work work down from there. I guess. Yeah. In the old days, I used to in the computer days, like I used to. Well, still to the to these days, I used to compare the Intel and the AMDs all all the time. Mm. I used to pick between those two because you know Intel had you know, at the time, kind of a good core. And then AMD did things encasing a bit differently and yeah. better better sometimes for gaming and then Intel better for something else. The reason... So, you know, I used to I used to not worry too much about it until I was with somebody who had an iPhone. And I'm not knocking the iPhone, I'm just saying in general. And I was able to pick up a, a, a Wi-Fi signal a lot stronger on my phone than what they did with the iPhone at the same distance from the Wi-Fi router. And I'm thinking to myself, hang on, there's got to be something in this. So 
Um, was it an know, iPhone 4? Really consider what, what type of chip they're using. How good is it? What yeah. brand? What model of the brand? What firmware it's running? But remember, what, remember that iPhone 4, when they came out, they had issues with the Wi-Fi and it was because of the way that they had the aerial wrapped around on the inside or something. And if you, and Jobs, was, I think it was one of his famous ones, he goes, well, you're holding it wrong because people were holding it in their hand and it was sort of muffling the Wi-Fi signal because the antenna was in the palm or something. And Jobs says, well, you hold it wrong, hold it different or, or something to yeah, that effect. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? That's what happens. Mm. But I didn't think Apple really listed their brands and makes and models of all their different... Well, you're, you're right. You're right, Jordan. They don't. They don't list it. All they promote yeah, is how good right. their camera is and what they can do with their camera. You can, still, you can shoot a shot this way. You can shoot a shot that way. And you can panoramic view and you can add all these different emojis into it. I would, I would think that to me personally, it would be more important to know what kind of Wi-Fi chip it's running, what kind of Bluetooth chip it's running, mm. um, what type of um, LTE um, modem it's running, um, how good is it? Like those sort of things have fallen by the wayside. They don't seem to be of um, importance much anymore. No, no, you're right. Because like if you're a, if you're a, an Apple or whatever fanboy. You're not going to care, are you? Like if you if you go, oh, I'm going to line up for five days to get the latest Apple. You really don't care what's in that device. You just want it, you know. So um, I saw an Apple rumor the other day, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but they said there was Sony, a Sony camera or a Sony something or other that's going in the new, right? The new app, the new iPhone next year or something. Hmm. It's but, the first time I've ever heard them list a brand or something. But uh, talking to Steve Jobs. Uh, he was apparently. Oh, he, when was that? Well, I mentioned him just before, <laughs> <laughs> in passing. <laughs> but we're talking about Steve. Uh, apparently, he was shocked. Like uh, you know, you probably thought the uh, success of the App Store he probably took it in stride. But no, no, no. These uh, after the release of iOS two, Apple launched the App Store. F- the f- few weeks after it launched. Uh, Jobs interviewed or invited a journalist from the Wall Street Journal to the company's headquarters for a rare on-the-record interview. So 10 years later, uh, like now, the full transcript of that interview has been released and it contains some revealing insight as to the in the crucial time for the company. Uh, Steve Jobs said, We didn't expect it to be this big. The mobile industry has never seen anything like this. To be honest, neither has the computer industry. The rate of app downloads far outstripped the rate of song downloads during the early years of iTunes, a fact that really surprised Apple. So, look, I tried to get the... I tried to have a look at this transcript, but it was behind a firewall over there at the Wall Street Journal. But, you know, someone might be able to... You might be able to Google it and find it elsewhere in a couple of days. Uh, he went on to say, we have over 1,500 applications on the App Store today. Imagine that. Back, back what, 2000 and... What was it? 2000 and iOS 2. So that must have been, what, 2009? Something like that. Uh, only 1,500 applications. We thought that the input would start to slow down from developers, but it's accelerating, he said, uh, uh, to, the, to the rate of these days. Today, Apple Store generated more than five... Oh, 51 billion Australian dollars. That's mm. massive. That's a 34% increase from yeah. like last year. Uh, since its inception a decade ago, Apple has paid out more than 107 billion Australian to app developers. 
uh, and Steve Jobs said, "I would not trust any of our predic- I would not trust any of our predictions because reality has so far exceeded them by such a great degree that we have been reduced to spectators, just like you watching this amazing phenomenon and just doing our best to try and help everybody get their apps done and get them on the store." He said at the time, so it looked like a pretty good interview. Shame it's behind a firewall, but because uh, the website in the show notes that there's a link to the to the story and then onto the Wall Street Journal. But the story it said, oh, you know, it said, oh, the audio can be heard here. But I clicked there, I couldn't get no audio. But uh, you know, it might be might be fixed in a couple of days. So if you if you're interested on that story, just keep just keep looking for it. Just keep googling it because uh, I wouldn't mind having a bit of a read of that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can still remember. I think I, I watched that first keynote with the iPhone, the first iPhone. It was pretty good. Yeah. All right, lovely. Anything else from you guys, Jordan? Uh, well, there was that Google one. Unless you did it, I can't remember. I can't even remember the story. I read it a couple of days ago and added it to my favourites. Where did it go? Oh, I think that, that's the one about the secure Chrome. Yeah, here's what things. Chrome's new security warnings actually mean. Is there new warnings in Chrome, is there? Yeah, you know anything about it, Glenn? You can go for it if you've got that story. Oh, no, I think we did it the other week. It was just about, I think, the 1st of July or something like that. Uh, Chrome was going to start uh, telling you if the site you're on wasn't secure. Oh, we did um, read that. There we go. And I can't really I can't really say that I've noticed anything uh, out of the ordinary. I can't, no, neither have I. I can't think of an unsecure site I can... It yep. says you'll see a big not secure button in the address bar whenever you pull up a website that starts with HTTP instead of HTTPS. Well, I can't even think of a, a site. I'm just trying to think. I'm punching one in now that I think... Will you ignore this warning? Probably. <laughs> well, you should probably not. Yeah, well, maybe my Chrome's not up to date because I just typed in one and it's, not, and it's not happening. I didn't see no big button. I'll go about Chrome. Maybe I need an update. Checking for an update. I haven't seen it in mine. Oh, you it's updating. Always, yeah, I've done there's it. always been a. <laughs> it's always been green. Like if it's green, I've always seen it as if it's green and it says it's secure, you're good to go. If it's mm. red, then you know there's that many unsigned certificates that aren't um, that aren't signed by reputable dealers, and that's why they turn red. But yet they're still encrypted. Mm. Yeah, well, I've, I've just checked for an update. So, yeah, she's uh, she's updating now. So I'll probably, when that's finished, I'll have a look and see if that happens. Um, uh, I think that's all I had. What about, let me go back to my tabs and see if there was something else. We had that one. Oh, there was the Telstra one, just quickly. Uh, most of us, where is it? Most of us wouldn't sign up to a $199 phone bill, but there's new costly deal. What's this? Oh, Telstra's new costly deal is a big is being hailed as a good one. Oh, geez, I've jumped into this. Um, it was expected Telstra's new plan announcement on Tuesday will be a lower price. De- will be lower price deals uh, to com- to compete with cheaper providers in a competitive mobile market. But the telco instead announced one of the most expensive data plans around. The hundred and ninety nine dollar unlimited data deal is aimed at customers with crazy streaming demands to pe- um to people who run small businesses and upload a lot of the files and content on their phones on the go or or those doing video conferencing. Uh, yeah, so to touch on this, it sounds like they've 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 released an unlimited plan mm. for 199 bucks a month, which is pretty good. And they're saying that it's good that they've done it because it'll encourage competition now 
for um, other businesses to do the same or other big companies to do the same at lower prices. So well, I, I had voted. Maybe there's hope for us yet to get rid of this limited data thing on mobile phones. Yeah, but I don't look. To be honest, I don't use a lot of data on the phone. I'm all, I'm probably always at home. I never leave home. That's probably why. But you probably would if you could, wouldn't you? Uh, I'd probably. Well, I don't know. Would I? I upload. I upload some of the show, like this show, to the internet through it because it's a lot faster. Uh, but well, I get four gig or something a month. That's enough. Like, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's just enough. I don't. I don't need any any more. Like, I don't do a lot of FaceTiming or you know video conferencing or anything from it. I want to probably start getting more into that. Maybe a bit more FaceTime live and all that. So yeah, maybe it starts sucking it up, sucking it up then. Uh, well, I might have one more, but well, I think Joe, have you? Yeah, well, you would Facebook live from your phone, wouldn't you? I mean, if I, I'd be mm. out of the gig playing with a band, and I'd be like, I'd probably stream the whole show if I had unlimited data. True. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Um, anyway. Yeah, Joe, how you going? You finished? You got all your stuff out? Yeah, I think you're finished. That's, yep. that's all the stories I got this week. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, we're running on time this week. Excellent. <laughs> Um, and Jordan, you you're out. I got one more, so we'll end on my little one in a sec. I think you're finished, have you, Jordan? Where um, where are you going next week, Joe? You said you can't be here. We wish, I wish we had phone data for streaming for that. Did you say you were going down to a? a I was going down to Melbourne. I'll be down in Melbourne next week. Are you going to a tech show or something? Or no, no tech show. It's oh. a, it's a, just going down here to see my son. Oh mm. right, I thought you were going to a tech show or something. I wanted to. No such luck. No such, no such luck. luck. He's usually I wish. Off. All yes. the wish of, you know, um, gracing some show somewhere, getting all the information and gossip. Yeah, that's right. Now, the last one for this week, the the like the Fortnite creator. Do you know he is just a billionaire uh, between the release? Hey? <laughs> hey? Yeah. 10 billion? Yeah. Oh, one, uh, I'll tell you in a sec. Between the release of the current version in September and the end of May, Fortnite brought, brought in more than $1.62 billion. How is that? And you know the game is free. That's yeah. bought in $1.62 billion. Uh, As of June, it's been played by 125 million people. It's on track to generate $2 billion this year, which is about probably, oh, I don't know, $2.6 billion, is it, in, in our uh, money? Yeah, so uh, making the North Carolina-based game maker worth $5 billion to $8 billion U.S., uh, according to the Bloomberg Billionaires Index, the creator Sweeney—that's his name—he's uh, only forty-seven. Is the is the controlling shareholder? Instead of shelling upwards of forty dollars for the game, the, uh, what happens? So it's free. You free download, and you can play it for free. And all you do is, if you want to get a nice, trendy outfit and do a nice dance at the end of the game, well, you got to pay for it, and that's fifteen bucks. People pay for it. But, you know, you can see those cool, trendy dances from most of the kids these days anyway, so you don't need to pay for it. They all do it for you. Well, that's right. All the, the flossing and all this sort of flossing. stuff. Oh. They're all flossing. Oh, they're all Driving flossing. crazy. Yeah. I, just, I, was talking to a, um, I was talking to a World of Warcraft um, nutcase today. Or no, I shouldn't say nutcase. Not a nutcase. World of Warcraft. Uh, enthusiast. Yeah, enthusiast. I was going to say junkie next. Fanatic. <laughs> um, and he hates... Hates um, Fortnite. Reckons World of Warcraft is the bomb in comparison to Fortnite. So. Oh look, we all hated Duke Nukem when it came out. We all thought Wolfenstein was the best. So, you know, you know whatever you learn on, I guess whatever's good. But well, the Fortnite, yeah, good on him. It just takes one good idea, doesn't it? It's like Flappy Bird, you know. Yeah, yeah, just one good one idea. One good idea, and you're done. 
Yeah, I know. So anyway, so yeah, yeah. So he makes his money on kids just buying the the shirts, and I've like you look at you go, oh, that's rubbish. Like, how could people spend so much money? But I think you can buy a, a, a an outfit and maybe a dance for fifteen dollars. The prices do go higher than that. But I mean, like I suppose fifteen dollars. If you've got how many million of people did I say were playing? One hundred twenty-five million. If you got a quarter of that paying fifteen dollars, you're still going to be a very rich person. I heard they did a big um, competition game online and all their servers crashed. That was last week. Oh, right. Very apologetic for that, that they got bombarded. Um, Apologetic. Yeah, Yeah. very apologetic. (laughs) Got bombarded. There was supposed to be 10, I think 10 rounds or something, and they got to about four or six. I'm only going by reading the story as memory. Um, And then they had to actually pull it. Yeah, right. So they they got absolutely swamped. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. I know the I know the kids. I think it was yeah. It must have been that weekend. It went down for about a day, and it was. Mm. I thought it was due because they were launching another like season five or something, which is like an update. And Just yeah, a big online competition. Yeah, oh, and the kids were going crazy. Going, this is when... yeah, I think it was like a hundred grand or something. Yeah, I, I was getting text from, from. I was getting text from Izzy at school. She was at school, and I'm getting text. Going, is Fortnite on? Is Fortnite back up? Is it back up? Is it back up? I'm going, yeah. Hold your horses. <laughs> No, it's Funny, not. I wouldn't let my my boy have a go of it, and then I finally gave in and downloaded the free, the free one from their site and put it on his computer, and he played it for about. I don't know. He played it for a couple of days. Now he's over it. Sick of it. Sick yeah, of right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, it's apparently addictive. Yeah, but I can't operate the controller. It's too many buttons and knobs. I can't do it. <laughs> That is. All right. Well, I think we better end. uh, That's about it. That's all we've got uh, this week for you guys. So, hope you had fun. And um, Next week, a special guest. Well, we might have. (laughs) Maybe, Eric. We might have. We'll see. We'll posted another thing on Facebook since I mentioned his name. He's gone quiet. Yeah, so if we, if we can't find a third, uh, well, because we'd be without uh, Joe, so it'd just be me and uh, Jordan next week. So I'm I'm sure we can have some fun, just the two of us. will drop. No, no way. <laughs> uh, oh, without Joe, they might. I should, have, I should have told people he wasn't going to be in, should I? Now, I pre-warned them, now they can't be bothered. All right, <laughs> anyway. Uh, thanks, Jordan. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for doing the Facebook streaming. And uh, hi, Facebook. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, thank yeah, you. See you later. Joe, Joe, the au forward slash YouTube. Go and, and uh, Facebook subs- to, can, to come. <laughs> and Facebook to come. So go and subscribe to his YouTube channel. He's got some nice new uh, intros coming. They're coming for it to wrap around his video. So stay tuned for those. All right, yeah. guys. Thank you well, very much. Nice. We'll see you guys, listeners, next time, which will be next week. Okay? Till then, go the Sharks. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks.